Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Allison Lane is just a nice, fun friendship checkup. Allison has been the DC co-host for a very long time. I hope that didn't make it sound old. It doesn't matter. Allison is a, is a dear friend. She is the only person that could have encouraged us to go to 311 together and both enjoyed it. And uh, that comes up. This episode is sort of about pasta. Not really. It's just a checkup with Allison. She's great. Uh, if you've ever heard this show, you probably heard her. If you've ever heard this show, you might know that we used to not have a Patreon because we had a new one because things were going pretty well. But guess what? We have a Patreon now. Please consider donating at you, me, them, If you've ever come to these live shows with Allison and I, uh, you've most likely offered to buy one of us a drink. And if you've offered to buy me a drink, I've always said no thank you because that was part of doing the show live. You can, the bar takes care of you. Think of it as you taking care of us now that we can't do a live show. Just think of it that way. If you could buy us a beer a month, oh my God, that's amazing. It really helps. Thanks for listening. Here's Allison. All right, let me look up the last time we talked. It's like a week or two ago. Yeah. I was not prepared. You are not prepared for what? Last time we spoke. Why is that? I don't know. I listened to that and I was like, damn girl, where were you at in your head? I was not focused. <laughs> Okay. I know I do try to come off the cuff with this, but that one I was like, girl, were you awake? Were you tired? Were you hungover? Were you too sober? Were you too drunk? Probably all those things. Okay. You never know these days. What are What is sobriety? Who you is tell you? me. <laughs> are you a friend of Al? I mean, what's going on? Who is, who is Al? What does she do? Are you is worried that, about alcoholism? Huh? Are you worried about alcoholism? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know you've accomplished it, or no, because it's not like what do you? That was a I very quick no. Me and Uncle has been a great friend for many years. No, okay. I um, I actually don't. I don't. I don't know. For me personally, I do worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also, I'm just gonna go ahead and say I'm forgiving myself for a lot of shit for the pandemic. Sure. I'm like, you know, you're you're going to drink more in a pandemic it's the one social thing you i feel like i can do you can't make out with people in the streets so you might as well just get really wasted i don't know why that's like my two things to do is like make out with strangers or get drunk as shit like i don't <laughs> so if you ever got pregnant it'd be like a really tough nine months <laughs> yeah you know what maybe not because you know for the first four months of pandemic i didn't drink okay. i drank on my birthday and then like that was it mm-hmm. um because you, it's boring to drink by yourself. Do you think you're going to drink less now that it's getting chillier outside? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't see myself going out. I don't even want to. I I went out for one drink yesterday. I was like, this is too many. And yesterday was like pretty close to perfect fall weather. It was like 60 degrees at like 8 oh, p.m. It was lovely. It was actually perfect outdoor drinking weather. Yeah. And even that, you're like, that's too much. I was like, eh, whatever. It's time for bed. Yeah. What time is your normal bedtime these days? It depends. Because I also work now too, so I yeah. used to like my my sleep schedule is all the way off. So I actually can't even answer that. That's probably why I'm tired right now. Probably. Sleep- <laughs> I don't know if you know this. There's a couple things I don't know how to do as a as a whole human being. Dress myself for weather, um, feed myself properly so I'm not hangry, uh, and go to bed. Have you acquired a a, a 2020 winter jacket? I actually am in the, the jacket market. I got a new jacket. Okay. After our last conversation, I was like, you can still wear crop tops if you put a jacket on. Yes. You're doing okay. 
Um, but the weather will get colder. So then I'll have to get another bigger jacket, a heavier jacket to continue to wear crop tops. You'd rather just do that. Than buy a sweater. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to make sense, Brandon Weatherby. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It doesn't. I'm, I'm not you. Um, <laughs> I would prefer it to be jacket weather. Crop, I would prefer it to be jacket weather every day of the year. Yeah, that's gross. When's the last time you wore a crop top? I'm almost wearing a crop top today. Yeah? Yeah, I'm wearing a um, 1988 t-shirt of Jim McMahon. Um, my favorite sports-related clothing uh, and pennants and stuff are like the big heads, like the cartoon big heads. Okay. So this is a Jim McMahon one because the Bears have a game tonight, and I'm wearing it because I can. And because of that, it's like this was like the era of crop tops for dudes, if you remember. Yeah. So it's like the it's definitely like the low the highest cut t shirt I own. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So it's yes. very I very rarely wear it and I only wear it when I'm definitely gonna be wearing like a hoodie or a jacket as well. So you are also down with this look. I don't understand what the confusion is. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's just that they don't there's no this is an original. I don't think there's like a Mitchell and Ness updated version of the big head shirts. If there was, I'd be buying them. But um, these are the only things I ever asked for for like holidays. I find like shirts that I wanted when I was like 10 years old on eBay and I request those. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> so that's my, like I have one for the Cubs. I have the Ryan Sandberg shirt. I got like during, I got at my first baseball game. I found it on eBay. It took like five years. So I have that. I have this Jim McMahon one. And then I have the pennants from Andre Dawson. He's my favorite Cubs player of all time. And then I have the uh, pennant from the first uh, Chicago Bulls 91 championship. Those are all big head versions. So those are five crop tops. No, no. These are two t-shirts and then two pennants. What the fuck is a pennant? A pennant. It's like the thing you put on your wall. Oh, I thought you were talking about crop tops. I'm going back and forth. I'm I'm talking about big heads in general. I honestly, I thought like pennant. I thought you were like, that's some sort of like Chicago ass word for (laughs) t-shirt. I was like, I know what a pennant is like for me, like a normal person. But I was like, was that a Chicago t-shirt? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Chicago t-shirts are called pennants and we call soda pop. That's that's what we do. (laughs) I hate it. I absolutely hate crop tops. If My longest t-shirt I got in 2006, it's a Chicago White Sox Mark Burley uh, jersey shirt. So it's like the Sox logo on the front and then the back it says Burley and it's a number. And it's because it's like the mid aughts. It's the longest T-shirt I have. Therefore, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> so I, I'm like tracing the lineage of T-shirts based on when they were printed. So I'm a, like late '70s to pretty much all of '80s, lot lower or a lot higher, mid uh, in almost all the first aughts, a lot longer, and then recently it's gone middle. And then um, the, I remember the American Apparel like super V-neck T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That peaked around the same time as the super long T-shirt. Now, were you a fan of the V-neck T-shirt? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't see that being a thing for you. But, I mean, maybe you were going through something at that time. But So the closest I'm, like, okay with is I, you know, when I when we do the show together, I very rarely have my top button buttoned on my dress shirt. So You're a pretty conservative dresser. I prefer to have my tie, uh, like, the most the most workmanlike oh this is such an asshole thing to say the most workmanlike uh knot 
I, I like I don't like a Windsor or anything like that. I like the super most basic knot, and I like it pulled down lower, and I like one button undone, creating okay. a like softer version of a V neck. So you're like, um, was that dude from like, like a dude from a band in the early aughts wearing a suit? Franz Ferdinand. Maybe Paul I was Banks. Thinking, from, are you thinking of Interpol? I was thinking of like uh, the dude from uh, LCD Sound System. Oh yeah, unfortunately, you're correct. Yeah, right? I'm saying like, unfortunate for me because I don't want to also be a overweight white guy from Brooklyn. I'm an overweight he, white guy from Washington D.C. <laughs> he seems like a cool guy though. To a point, I I have Wait, a, is a. Is he like creepy and like? No, no, I don't. I don't know anything about that. I don't. No, no. I, don't, I think I think they're above board. If anything, they're on the right side of history. Progressive, um, considering that they're essentially a three piece, and one of which is a white guy, one of which is an Asian woman, and now one of which is a trans person. So they're on the right side of history when it comes to that. I'm just like, ugh, because I really, 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 really dislike bands that do the farewell tour thing and then get back together within ten years. You're mad that they got money. Yeah, exactly, because they lied to their fan base. They sure did. And that's not cool. I think that if you do that, you should do a reunion tour, and, like, tickets are $5 to, like, forgive the people or to, to, to make up for all the people that spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to see what they thought was going to be the last show. You know who I like that does their tours is the Foo Fighters? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like they're not doing, like, the big production shows that they should they could be doing. They the shows they do in DC are relatively cheap. They do them at like nine thirty club. Yeah, most of them are free. To you, uh, for you. Well, not okay. I guess that's true. But that's. <laughs> but like no, remember a couple years ago, they did a show at nine thirty club. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to sign up for it. I didn't get those tickets. Okay, so you're right and you're wrong. So Foo Fighters have done literally every size venue they can in the city. The smallest venue they've done in the last decade was Black Hat. And I was lucky enough to go to that show. Um, and that, that, that show was so good that I have a poster of it behind me on the wall. Not because like, and, and it's a weird thing to buy a Foo Fighters poster in like 2015, <laughs> but it was legitimately one of my favorite nights in Washington DC ever because I didn't know I was on the list. So when we walked by, we we're like, let's just check. And my wife and I were on the list. So that's why it was so great. And they oh, ended up cool. playing for like more than three hours and they played almost the entirety of their first record and their second record, which are my two favorite. doesn't matter. The point is this. That's the smallest they played. 930 Club is the step up. Anthem is the step up. All of those to them are lost leaders. The 930 Club doubled as a, uh, as a rec- recording uh, opportunity for their show which they ended up premiering at Black Hat, hence them playing at Black Hat, number one. Number two, the Anthem thing was essentially a favor to the ninth or to the IMP because it was the opening weekend. Foo Fighters do try to go big. They played their really? big... Really? Oh, yeah, they played their big 11-11-11 oh. show. Well, in, I guess you are right. I forgot it was for that... Uh, they did yeah. that documentary. That's right. So they played their 11-11-11 show at Verizon Center, and I went to that show, and that show was far from sold out. They played RFK on July 4th and it was a historically bad rain and they had to kick everybody out of the uh, stadium because there was like lightning and thunderstorms during Joan Jett's set. Horrible luck. I'm sorry. No, that is, uh, yeah, that, that actually is the very good memory. That is the uh, broken leg tour. So they do go big, but they also go incredibly small because they know that's going to drum up everything for their fans to be excited and they get essentially free footage out of it. I guess that's why I fuck with it then. Cause like it is, 
you got you to do some high-low shit, you know? Agree completely. I wanted to talk to you about this. We've talked a lot recently in the last 10 minutes about my, like, scratching childhood itches, essentially. Like, the way I'm dressed now is because it's how I wanted to dress when I was 8 years old. We're talking about a band that I loved when I was 14 years old. What mm-hmm. are some of those things in your orbit that you loved at 8 and 14? Are there any of those that exist anymore? And, you know, it's funny you were having this this recollection of, like, clothing and things that you're doing. Y'all pickle me a lot, and y'all are my friends about this 311 shit. Oh, I don't. You you sold me. Once you took me, once we went together, I stopped making fun of you completely. I know. <laughs> but I just made fun of you for, like, five years. I And you know what? I still stand by it. Like, 311 is not, like, it didn't change my life. Um, I think Nick Hexum is still going to be hot as shit. I think it's very funny that he married a wife named Nikki. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it's fun. Yeah, It's fun. It's so much fun. How can you not, like, All Mixed Up is, like, the most fun song. (laughs) Feels so good. It's so much fun. Like, the way that they tour and they present themselves and, Mm -hmm. like, rush into beer and, like, honestly knowing their fucking audience, they got fucking weed now. Mm -hmm. How much fun is that? That's another I, good. Uh, it's a good example of a high-low band too, because they're playing Fillmore when they could be playing if they decided to tour two months earlier rather than October. They play August. Mm-hmm. They could play one of those giant shed shows, and that's the difference of two thousand people and like thirty thousand people. And I think that's yeah, another interesting like high-low. Yeah, a boat tour or like some like little shitty club. They can mm-hmm. do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that. That is definitely my one. What about younger? Cause that's like a teenage thing. What about preteen? Like pre-teen. not even pre, not like 11, but like eight years old, like real childhood stuff. Like before any cynicism gets into your orbit. Well then I guess, I guess high low stuff. There wouldn't really be one because I, it doesn't have to be high low. It doesn't have to be high low. I guess like as a kid, I was mostly still listen to what my parents listened to. Like a lot of like Whitney Houston, Luther Vandross, mm. like old R and B, a lot of gospel music. Kirk Franklin was big in our house. Mariah Carey. But Mariah Carey is a never-new high-low. The most Mariah Carey high-low thing is that she drinks wine out of a Diet Coke can, and somebody had to pour out that Diet Coke that she paid for. <laughs> like, that's, like, the most high-low thing I can think of Mariah Carey doing. Do you consider Mariah Carey a guilty pleasure or just a pleasure? A pleasure. Do you consider anything a guilty pleasure? Um, sonically? Like, musically? No, 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 anything. Anything in the world. Pasta? See, that's the thing. I don't think it's... It- Pasta is so middle. I mean, you can have the greatest pasta in the world. You can have the worst pasta in the world. It's it's the middle. I just finished eating some lasagna. It was whatever. You might be my biggest pasta friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know that if I said that quicker, it would sound like Rastafarian, but I'm going to stop. <laughs> what about pasta does it for you? It's it's so easy. It's inexpensive. It is. I think it's like Prozac or something. That I feel pretty much that. is a positive every type of food, though. Yeah. Like, I went and got ramen last week, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm getting ramen. And I realized, you're eating pasta again, you stupid bitch. Stop eating <laughs> so much pasta. Noodles are noodles. I mean, and rice is not that dissimilar from noodles, so therefore, most every cuisine ever is the same thing, which is not a bad thing. I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I basically live off of comfort food. That might be my guilty pleasure. Comfort food. Yeah. So do you prefer the winter just for that reason? Because it's it's more socially acceptable to eat a big bowl of pasta or ramen when it's chilly out versus like 90? Or do you but not? Social respectability. I ate 
fucking carbonara outside in a hundred degree weather a couple months ago. I can't, that still blows I my mean, mind. I love carbonara, but like I I don't. But I'm the weirdo that really likes soup when it's ninety. So who am I to talk? See, I like soup when it's cold. Well, and yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, but like I only eat soup when it's like really really cold, and it's got to be like like thick soups, like potato soups and shit. Mm. I don't do like the brothy soups. I'm thinking of like I'm a not- ton of broth type of soup when it's really hot. That's what I want a lot of the time. I don't. You know what? I don't like brothy soup. It's just like drinking water. This is the asshole part of me that comes up. It's like, well, you should just make your own stock. Then you'd like it more. You keep saying this, but you also know I don't cook. <laughs> stock um, is literally I, the easiest thing you could do. <laughs> it's your, it's your, it's your vegetable scraps and your, and your protein scraps. If you want it to be a protein based stock in a crock pot and that's it. Okay. So I'm going to stop you there. So the, assume that you have scraps means that you cooked, right? That's true. Right. So All right. You're right. You're right. Where are they going to get those? I'm actually going to buy vegetables, throw away the whole vegetable just to get some scraps or some stock. Brandon, put whole vegetables in it. I'm just saying <laughs> to not actually have to spend any money. That's why it's so to me beautiful. I'm sure it is. Um, and I, you know, I'm here for it. I <laughs> you're not. You're I'm, the opposite of here for it. I am here for it. I actually told a friend who she made me lasagna on Monday, um, but <laughs> um. Actually, this is another side. I just realized I have lasagna, pasta, and another pasta all in my fridge that were gifted to me this week. People love you. I People love that I love pasta, so I'm an easy friend to please. Um, what was I going to talk to you about? What the fuck are we talking about? You're just bragging about how much carbs you have in your fridge. It's so bad. No, it's beautiful. Will you eat it all? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Tell you? I hate when food goes bad. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. I love leftovers, though. Yeah, but you'll leftovers eat the leftovers before they go bad. Um, what 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 is that? When do they go bad? I just eat until. <laughs> I don't think anything stays in my fridge for longer than a week. Oh, that's good. But even so, a week could be questionable for yes. certain items. If I made you a specific pasta slash lasagna or any type of dish, oh. what would you want? I'm not making you carbonara. Oh. Uh, something with mushrooms in it. Just anything with mushrooms? All right. I believe that mushrooms and pasta, yeah, those are tight. I'll make you that, but I won't. The only reason why I'm saying no to carbonara is because I don't know how that's going to travel. And to me, I want carbonara like right away. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I've I've received gift carbonara, um, but you have to eat it like the same day. Yeah, and that's too much because of planning with a kid. It's just, I'll make you something mushroom related, but you don't care about like if I make it with pork or chicken or beef or anything like that. Now I'm going to eat all that. 